Warhorse, and you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast, too. Otherwise, Warhorse is going to rule your ass. Welcome, everybody, to the Four Sides Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Carter. I'm so glad you took time out of your busy schedule to listen to us today. And if you're listening to this, if you follow us on social media, you probably know that we have recently hit 100 likes on Facebook. If you're not following us on social media, make sure to hit that like button on Four Sides page on Facebook. You can also follow on Twitter at Four Sides IV. Currently not on Instagram because you guys know how I feel about Instagram. Kind of the same goes with Snapchat because why would you have a Snapchat for your podcast? Anyways, let's not let's just cut right to the chase. I've got somebody I've been following for quite some time. He's been making a big name for himself. He's been in promotions like Zero One USA, Dynamo Pro Wrestling. He's come to Cape Championship Wrestling once, I think. So here he is. He's the man, Captain Bad Attitude, James Brady. James, thanks for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Glad yeah. To be here. So when I started this podcast, you were actually kind of one of the guests that I had in mind for yes. bringing on. So I appreciate you oh, letting me come. We're actually here in the the Dynamo Pro Wrestling <laughs> Dojo right now. Yes, so, we are. Yeah, it's a it's beautiful a, scenery. Yes, beautiful. it's a it's a cold Wednesday night. I made the drive up here. Got a little lost on my way, but. You know, nothing James it's couldn't help. It's all about help. the journey, man. Yeah, it's nothing James, nothing James couldn't help me out with because I'm kind of, I'm kind of dumb sometimes. But hey, we're, hey, no, 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 I wouldn't say that. Yeah, well, not dumb, but maybe just I get lost. Hey, we I all get do. lost. It's all, it's all about the journey. Yeah, it's all, all about, about the, journey. the journey. So, just to kind of segue, since you mm-hmm. said journey, uh, first question, just kind of what started your wrestling journey? What started it, I had uh, a close friend of mine at the time about, I'd say, two two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, we both were into wrestling heavily, very. And at the time, he was actually in wrestling class, and he was with a man named Michael Elgin. Okay, Elgin and, Training Systems. Yes, he was with Elgin. And he offered me if I wanted to go. And at the time, I was stubborn, and I thought, I should go to Harley. Harley Race is what I originally had my sights on. Yeah, rest in peace, Harley Race. Absolutely. Bless his soul. But I had I had my sights set on his school. And my friend was like, you know what? You should come. Give it a day. If you like it, then you can stay. And if you don't, then you don't. And you can go do your thing. And I was like, you know what? All right. Uh, I'll give it a day. And if I don't like it, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And I came down here and I... In the business, took my first bump, and I was like, you know what, this is it. And everything that Elgin was teaching at the time was very critical and very helpful. Um, so I ended up staying with Elgin, and the rest is kind of history with that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard great things about Michael Elgin. Obviously, I've seen uh, some of his students, like Myron Reed, Paco, mm. and so on, yes. uh, have big success. Myron Reed is. Killing it in pretty much every indie promotion right now. He's in Major League Wrestling, so yes. that, that's a big accomplishment for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. He's cool. Love yeah. Him. So uh, just kind of what were some of the, I guess, some of the good things Michael Elgin taught you? It's a good question. Michael Elgin has taught me mainly, um, he gave me a lot of confidence. He gave me a lot of confidence in my craft and my work. Um, I give him that, definitely. And he taught me a lot of good transitions and uh, – for that, um, 
I guess I could have learned anywhere, but for him, he really, uh, truly is able to break down uh, individually what I needed to work on. And as Elgin, he has, he has different classes. He usually typically, at the time, had classes on Tuesday and Thursday. Now, he had a class full of maybe 7 to 10 to maybe 15 people at a time. So, and these, these classes are boys and girls. So yeah. it's a very diverse class, right? Right. And what was special about him is he was able to break down individually what I needed to work on versus what somebody else maybe needed to work on. So it was more of like an individual. Absolutely. Individual yeah. training, which um, is very helpful because yes. he would give homework and I'd have to, you know, go watch a match, take notes on it. And uh, that would help him better understand how to coach me. To yeah, an extent. because everybody's different, right? Absolutely, everybody's yeah. different. Everybody's got a different story. Everybody wrestles differently, you know. So yeah, and I know different people of different experience levels have gone into Elgin training systems. Yes. Correct. Uh, well, the Elgin training system was more mainly towards advanced people at the time when I joined. So I skipped level one, two, and three, and I went straight to four and five with Elgin, which helped me tremendously because I was exposed to nothing but talented, experienced individuals like Elgin, yeah. like Stallion at the time, because he oh, was yeah. down here as well. Stallion, Kurt Stallion. He Shout out to Kurt Stallion. Absolutely. I, uh, he taught me how to run the ropes for the first time and whatnot, so I owe a lot to him. But, uh, yeah, I kind of skipped level one and two, and I'm, I'm still going back. It's always good to learn the basics, absolutely. Um, and Stallion did help me with basics a lot, and so did Elgin. So I owe them both a lot. Yeah. I'll tell you what, like – I tell everybody, like, I tell everybody about Kurt Stallion, just, I think he's probably one of the sharpest wrestlers out there right now. He's like definitely just, got his own style. Just everything he does is just so smooth, so sharp, like, you see very little error in in his in-ring technique yeah. and stuff, like, and he can, if you were at uh, St. Louis Anarchy, you saw Gary J versus, uh, versus Kurt Stallion. Uh, that was, a, well, I, I was there, that was... Was it good? Yeah, it gave me like that 90s Japanese wrestling Did it. strong style vibe. And good. it's like Stallion can just make anything he look can go. vicious. Stallion can definitely go. Yeah. So can Gary. So uh, whenever you first – yes, Gary. Can. So whenever you first started training and stuff with Michael Elgin, was mm. that – like obviously people who get into the business are like wrestling fans before. Were you, were you a wrestling fan oh, before? Oh, dude, huge wrestling fan. Like I can't express this enough like – I, dude, I was bullied at school. I mean, here, it's the cliche story, but it's true. Uh, wrestling for me uh, was an escape. Um, at the time, I, I had a family, and I'm not hating on my family. I love my family. I love my mom and dad, but family's family. Shit happens, right? Yeah. So at the time, um, you know, I'd have a bad day, which was almost every day. <laughs> And I would, I would go into my room and I'd lock my door and I'd turn on Raw or I'd turn on SmackDown. Something wrestling related. So kind of what time era was this in? 06, 07. Okay. I remember so the first guy it. I saw was Batista on SmackDown and I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit. Um, but wrestling for me was an escape and, and, and a different reality to where if this reality was, you know, effing up, that I could go into this reality and kind of just soak myself into and forget about everything else. And as a kid, that was very important to me because, you know, I was getting bullied at school for liking wrestling or how, you know, how short I was or how, you know, I wasn't bigger like the other guys were. And I was getting bullied for, you know, numerous things. I wasn't the most popular kid. I mean, look at me now. But besides that, I wasn't the most popular kid. Um, 
so wrestling for me was an escape. And I, you know, do you ever, do you got action figures? Uh, I used to have action yeah, figures. I had like, like growing up as a kid and stuff. Yeah, I had like four or five totes of those things, dude. I played with those suckers till I was like 14, 15. I still play with them now, but don't oh, tell wow. anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. I, I don't, no judge. <laughs> no judgment here on four sides. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just always been something that I was always able to suck my heart into and kind of just forget everything with. So it's always been there when I needed it. Kind of like music, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let, Music's let, an escape for some people. Yeah. Wrestling let, was my escape. Yeah. Let, let's talk about music real quick. Yeah. Uh, you are, I've heard, I'm not exactly sure, but uh-huh. you kind of are involved in music a little bit. Yes. Yes. So in high school, I uh, there was a guy that really inspired me to grow as an individual and as a man. And his name is uh, Joseph uh, Somers, a.k.a. Somo. He's from Denton, Texas. Um, his music really taught me just to, that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to love. And watching his story, he taught himself how to play piano. And I was like, wow, at the time, taught himself how to play piano. Yeah. But I could do that. So I ended up actually teaching myself how to play piano by ear. Um, I can't read notes right now. I'm still learning that, taking classes for that. But right now, uh, I'm trying to learn guitar. And kind of going, going from piano to guitar is kind of like, you know, it's... The same thing, but it's not. You get it, though. You get it if you know piano. Um, But, yeah, I'm currently working on an album. Um, And music in high school, though, to go back, because I'm kind of, like, jumping around. In high school, I ended up uh, working on music. I had a studio uh, in my bedroom at the time. I was living in my dad's house. Um, Had a bedroom, had the studio lights, had the equipment, had the full setup, man. Full setup. And I was recording songs... And this was my uh, sophomore year. I was at Northwest High School. Shout out to Northwest, Cedar Hill, Missouri. Love y'all. Um, I was out there, and I was producing music, and I was making good music. Well, I thought at the time. I thought, and I go back and look at it. The thing was, man, is at the time, I'm going to be honest with you. I, the music that I was making, it wasn't me. It was me trying to fe- feel cool or trying to look cool, right? And now, you know, growing from, you know, my sophomore year in high school to now I'm 21 years old living on my own. Um, it's, it, I've grown so much and to kind of drop music from my sophomore year and I'll pick it back up. Um, I've learned and I have so, so many stories, man, so many stories to tell and I've grown so much. So now I want to, I want to, with this album that I'm working on, I want it to be as diverse as I possibly can make it because everybody is different. I want to connect with everybody. I don't want to connect with a group. I don't, I don't want to specify myself in a genre. My genre is connecting with people, and that is very important to me because music is almost like wrestling. To yeah. relate it back to wrestling, man. People mm-hmm. go to music to forget about things, to help them get through things. For me, wrestling was that for me. Wrestling got me through all the bullying, all the bullshit in school. Sorry for the cussing, but it got me through a lot. And music right now is helping me get through a lot and helping me express things that I wouldn't probably be able to express in the business. But um, music is just... It's a powerful thing, man. It brings people together. It really does. Um, but yeah, Somo is definitely the guy that got me into it. Uh, right now, people that I'm looking uh, really into, people like Pink. Um, I don't want to be a normal, average boy performer. I don't want to do that. I want to be a legitimate performer. So people that I'm looking at right now, Kelly Clarkson for one, Pink for one, uh, Post Malone for another one. All of those are very good performers and their songs are very in-depth and their albums are very in-depth. And that is very important to me because I don't want to get stuck in the same sound or the same frequency. And as a wrestler, 
Yeah. You don't want to get stuck, right? Right. You got to get out. You got to travel. So as a wrestler right now, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've worked CCW twice. Um, I've worked in Texas a few times, worked in Tennessee a few times as a wrestler. Uh, to any young wrestlers out there right now, don't be afraid to get out. Don't listen to anybody else. If you Like, get out, man. It's very important to get out because the more experience you get in other parts, the better you can hone yourself and craft yourself, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I hear that a lot. And, uh, like, I always encourage – like, I'm close to some indie wrestlers, and I'm always I'm always encouraging them to, you know, get out and make a name for themselves. Absolutely. And, I mean, you can't always do that just working at home all the time, you know? You can't. You really can't. It's, it's all about getting out and just trying to – and engulf yourself in as much as you can. Like, I, personally, I know this might sound crazy, but hell, I want to go live in Japan for two years and forget about everything here and learn the culture there because it's so very important. I want to be a well-rounded individual. I know that might sound crazy being Captain Bad Attitude. No, that's not. You, it's Captain Bad Attitude with a little bit of less attitude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, I mean, that's not, that's not a bad thing at all. Like, I mean, some of the biggest stars like Chris Jericho uh, – Hell, even Kenny Omega. Kenny I mean, Omega, yeah. look at where Kenny Omega's at now. Like he was, he was in Japan forever, and yes. now he came back to the states, yes. and like he's so much better. He's solid, yeah, he's solid. Like he was doing like PWG and stuff mm-hmm. before that, yep. but like, like I think Japan really helped him find his his it factor. Now, you know? I'm not gonna sit here and say like I know what Japan's like because I've never been. I mean, but it's a whole different world. It really is. I know that. For, I know that much. It's a whole different world. The food over there, the culture, everything about it is different. And for me, at an early age, like I was talking about in my sophomore year, it, I just was stuck. I was stuck trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And for me to get out of my comfort zone now, a lot of people are afraid to do that. I look forward to getting out of my comfort zone. And a lot of people also are afraid of failing. I look forward to failing because you know why, Caleb? You know why? Why is that? Because when you fail, you either have two choices. You can either sit there and complain and try to figure what, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or you can better yourself and learn from it. And that's what life is all about to me. So, like, when I I can't say, like, oh, yeah, I love failing. But I look forward to failing because that's an opportunity for me to better myself, for one. Two, to learn something new. And three, to grow. And that's what life to me is all about is learning Loving and growing. Yeah. So I think that's for not just wrestling or music, but just for anything. In general, you know? man, in life. A lot of people let Twitter dictate their day. I don't I, I can tell you right now, Caleb, I don't remember the last time I've had a bad day. I remember days I have bad moments, but I don't let that moment dictate how my day goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, social media is great. Don't get me wrong. But anything of too much can kill you. Yeah. So. Have you ever considered becoming a motivational speaker? <laughs> Man, I'm just trying to spit it out. It is. I, I don't want to be, I mean, if I'm motivating you or motivating anybody listening to this, then I, I bless you and thank you for listening. I'm not trying to motivate. I'm just simply trying to tell my story. And if I am inspiring you, then I, I thank you. And just know that. No matter, you know, don't listen to anybody that hates on you for your dreams. It's very important. And I want to say this right now, so I'm sorry. But if you got anybody holding you back or thinking that you're not enough or thinking that you can't do anything, F that. Do what you got to do. Follow your dreams because you don't want to what if it when you're 45, 50 and you're not 18 anymore. Right now, I'm 21, right? 
I have a chance right now to either move to New, Jer- to New Jersey or California right now. At 21, leaving my family here in St. Louis, leaving everything in St. Louis. I'm not afraid of leaving anything here in St. Louis. I- I'm not afraid of whatsoever leaving here. But what I am afraid of is, is failing, man. But I look forward to that. You know, it all, it's a circle, man. The circle of life, you know. But, uh, yeah, I plan on moving to, I, it's kind of wishy-washy right now, but I'm definitely moving in June. I'll be out of here in June. That's a fact. Um, June 6th, I'm gone. Um, New Jersey is what it's looking like. Um, in talks with DJ Hyde, moving out there. Um, never know what the future may hold, you know. Yeah. I, I find it really amazing that, I mean, I'm not much older than you are, but are like, I am actually 24. Well, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata, no worries. Hakuna Matata. That's one, of your sign- that's one of your signature sayings, One of my right? signatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But anyways, I, I, I find it amazing that somebody like as young as you in the business is like already so good for, for one thing, and then you're able to look at aspects like failing and like you're able to look at something so negative and turn it into something positive and that's that's a trait that i think is going to take you a really long way here man i'm going to be honest with you being in the wrestling business it can either it can cripple the absolute shit out of you or you can gain everything from it yeah i'm going to be honest with you in the beginning it crippled the absolute shit out of me it did it brought me down to my knees and it almost killed me it did but i had two choices I could let it cripple me, or could I, I could accept that for what it is and make profit off of it. And right now, Caleb, I mean, I, I, I'm not living in a house, but I'm making profit, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, man, I'm telling you right now, being 21, there's a lot of people in this business. Savannah Stone is one of them. Uh, my tag team partner. One Shout out to Savannah Stone. Top two, one of the uh, absolute bestest, greatest tag team in the whole entire Milky Way. Um, she has taught me an absolute lot. And she's making funny faces right now. but Yeah, she's totally not here. <laughs> um, it, and here's the thing, man. Um, since, we're, since we're talking about this, dating in the, relation, or in the business is very sketchy, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. She has bettered me as a man more than a wrestler. And I can sit here and say that I owe, I owe Elgin and I owe Kurt and I owe, her, I owe everybody. But I've done it myself. I did everything myself. I chose to do this myself. I chose to change for myself. And a lot of people don't own that for themselves. A lot of people like to owe other people this and owe other people that. And that's not wrong. That's not whatsoever. But it's very important to know that you can do it yourself. You just got to set yourself to it. It's all mindset, dude. It's all mindset. I'm yeah. 21 right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm really young and whatnot. A lot of people think I'm good, including you, and I thank you for that. But I'm telling you right now, Caleb, I'm not as good as you are. I'm not. I, and that might be hard to believe looking at you and then looking at me that I'm not as good as you are, but I'm telling you right now that I'm not. All I did was apply myself. That is very important. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people think they're incapable. A lot of people are afraid to, to, to tell their mom, I'm doing this and there's nothing you can do about it. And I, or tell their dad, I'm doing this and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not saying that my family's perfect or not perfect. Right. Nobody's perfect. And, then. That's the thing that other people forget. And for me, like, I gotta, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do at the end of the day. doesn't matter who's telling me what. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's a stubborn mindset. 
but I mean, hell, I'm 21 and I'm growing, you know, yeah. I'm growing, man. I mean, you've already grown a lot too. I haven't. I, you think that and maybe, maybe I have to the outside world, but I'm telling you with this album that I'm working on right now, which, uh, the name of it is called Attitude. Attitude. I'll drop that. I'll drop that. That's all I want to drop. But the, the name of the, the the name of the album will be called Attitude. You heard it first here on Four Sides. Yes, you've you've heard it first. Um, and it's it's I'm looking forward to it because this album, if you don't mind me getting into it, um, is going to explain what life as a wrestler is, and what life as a wrestler like. It's just my life as well. My upbringing is with my dad, um, relationships uh, that I've had in the business with, you know, groups of people. Um, it, this album means everything to me. And it's going to have multiple tracks on it. It's not going to have like two or three. It's going to have 15. I'll drop that too. 15, 15, 15, 15 tracks. tracks. And it's going to be very diverse. And it's going to be the absolute best album that I have ever created because it's the best thing that I can possibly do with myself right now. Maybe it's not the best album in the world, but, you know, damn it, it's the best that I have right now. And that, to me, is something, you know. I think that's a really good attitude to have because, like, I see everybody either saying they're the best in the world or they're trying to be the best in the world. Caleb, I used to be one of those guys, believe it or not. Man, I used to be one of those guys. I can believe it. (laughs) I can believe it. Dude, I'll tell you what. I, I I, I used to come in here, man. Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I'd look at the class, and I'd study everybody in the ring, and I'm like, man, I'm better than her. I'm better than him. I'm better than everybody in here. I can't wait to to get to WrestleMania and win the gold, brother, you know? And, like, looking at that now, I laugh, and I love that. And a lot of people would be ashamed of that, but, damn it, I own that. Because that was me, and I learned from that, you know? So, right now, a lot of wrestlers want to be the best of that, that, you know, the best wrestler in the world. And to me... I have finally realized throughout the music that I'm working on that it's not about being the best in the world. It's about being the best that you can be because individually, I'm telling you right now, Caleb, there ain't nobody on this planet that's going to be a better Caleb than you. Nobody. They can try all they want, but there ain't, there ain't nobody out there that's going to match you. You are going to be the best you that you can be. So I'm going to be the best that I can be. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. That's up to you. But for me, I'm being the best that I can be, and that's pretty damn good. Yeah. So. I'll actually kind of – actually, back to that best in the world. I used to think that too. Did you? I did. Maybe that's why we're clicking right now. Do Maybe, you feel this? Yeah. Do you feel I, it? I, I feel the Look energy. Look at me in my eyes. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? <laughs> I see it. Oh, yeah. I see yeah. it. So uh, a funny – I briefly mentioned this in my interview with Big Lee on Big Lee's World. Okay. Uh, if you – haven't checked out Big Lee's World, make sure you go do that. He's on Facebook and Twitter at Big Lee's World, uh, Big Lee 576, stuff like that. But I briefly mentioned to him that I used to make music. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay, uh, cool. So I kind of started out in like 2011 making what I called dubstep at the time. But okay. really what I was doing was I was just taking everybody else's tracks and just putting them on top of each other and calling it my own work. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, right. But yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, but, there's nothing wrong with that. Like right now I'm actually, uh, I've, I've, YouTube is a hell of a, is a hell of a miracle worker. Um, but right now, um, I, I go on YouTube, I've gone on YouTube and I've, I've grabbed a track and I write off that for inspiration. Yeah. No, I'm not going to keep that track. No. Right. But I'm going to keep the lyrics that inspired me off that track. Yeah. Um, 
that that to me is very important because I mean, just a track inspires me. Um, I don't think that you were doing it wrong. I think you were doing what you thought was fit. Right, but I mean, I I kind of walked in with that same attitude that we was kind of talking about, like, you know, I'm better than everyone else. What mm-hmm. I'm doing is perfect, but it's like, no, and like, as I, I don't make music anymore, obviously, mm-hmm. but as I progressed, kind of, I looked back on that, and I was like, holy cow, I sucked. I, I really, really sucked. I did. I'm telling you right now. I was on Snapchat and you know how like uh, on the on the top it'll say like memories or whatever. Yeah. You can click that. Um, I was on there and I, I I used to like film me uh, making music and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't me, man. Yeah. It just wasn't me. Yeah. You know? I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I like kind of in 2015 maybe early 2016 i was kind of making some hip-hop beats and Mm -hmm. stuff and i was having fun doing it and stuff that's all that matters but but like at the end of the day like i kind of lost love for it it just like you said it just wasn't me okay so i i got out of it and i do you miss it i i do miss it at times why don't you do it what's stopping you right now i mean it's just kind of the i mean i like it and stuff but it's just kind of you know, I want to, I want to focus on like my podcast, of course, and, like, going of course. to wrestling events. Absolutely. I'm actually, I don't know if you heard this or not, but I mentioned on, I think it was a few episodes ago that I did my first night of ring announcing. How did that go? It went great. Congratulations. Uh, yes, That's huge for you. you. Yes. How did it feel? It felt good. I went back and I, I did it once more a couple weeks ago. Awesome. So, any, any good feedback? Any criticism? Oh yeah. Yeah. They gave me good feedback. They... Like they just love the energy I bring in. Good, and stuff, good, good, good. Well, congratulations. I need to. I need to work on like my commentary and stuff. But you we know, all got things to work on. We all got. Things we all got to things work to work on. on. But I'm telling you right now, if you're looking for a proper time to go back into music, there ain't gonna be a proper time. You need to do it now. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. A lot of people want to wait, especially people who want to become a pro wrestler. I get messages like that all the time. Oh, hey, brother, I want to be a pro wrestler. When should I do it? Do it now. What the hell are you waiting for? You're going to wait till you're 15 or you're going to wait till you're 34. It doesn't matter. There's never going to be a right time to do it. That's life, man. Life throws curveballs 24-7. So if you're waiting for the right time, guess what? Spoiler alert, honey. It's never going to happen. The time's never going to feel right. You just need to start it now and thank me later. I'm just kidding. Don't ever thank me. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> a lot of people, like, it's just, don't, don't ever wait for the right moment, man. You got to make your moment. That's what it's all about, especially in music, man. Yeah. You got to make it, you know? I think that's kind of what doing the ring announcing was all about for mm-hmm. me because I got the offer to do it. And but what got you into that? What got me into yeah, doing ring the announcing. ring announcing? Absolutely. It's a whole different aspect. It's a whole different ballgame. Well, I mean, it's something I always wanted to do, and I just started this podcast, and I've got some networks uh-huh. at CCW and stuff. There's yeah. actually a actually a guy that helps run a promotion in arkansas southern elite championship wrestling yeah i think you've been there i've been there yes anyways they gave me the call and you, i like you I, down there yeah i went down there i went down awesome. there twice awesome i'm gonna be going back too uh but honestly there was well, that there podcast was, aside send me a video i'd love to yeah I'd love yeah to see something. yeah but anyways honestly there was that feeling at first to not do it because you know what if I don't do a good enough job? What mm-hmm. if I fail? But yeah. you know, I had the, I had to tell myself that this is something I've wanted to do, and you're growing for that. Realize, yeah. tell me right now that you're growing for that. Yeah, and if I say no to this, you know what? This opportunity might not present itself again. Yes. Well, 
Opportunity is always there. Yeah. It's always there. Just maybe not in the place you're looking. Right. Um, right. That's very important too. But don't ever, if you're ever one, if for anybody that's listening again, um, you can what if all day. Really, you can. But you're never going to know until you do it. Um, and that for me and for you, obviously, that you know that. Yeah. Now, um, what ifing versus doing is a whole different ball game. It's a whole different step of growth. Um, me, I, I recently, I moved out of my parents' house uh, in uh, December of last year. I moved out finally on my own. Um, was I ready for it? Ah, is anybody ready for life? Really? Right. Is anybody really <laughs> ready for life, Caleb? I don't really think anybody's ready for life. I'm not ready for life. Nobody is. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, but did it help me? And am I getting the grip of it? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and I'm glad I moved out. Uh, love my family. Nothing against them. But there's a time and point, man. There's right. a time and point. Yeah. For everything. Sure. For ring announcing, for wrestling, for my music. Yeah, um, we were talking about the ring announcing, and I remember that uh, there was that instance last December where uh, we was up at Warrior Wrestling. Yes, we were. Yeah. And, yes, we were. Uh, I remember coming. Okay, so first off, uh, I think it was during Michael Elgin versus Sam Adonis. Like I was just, mm-hmm. I was just getting into the match. Yeah, I was calling. They tore it up. I was they ended up tearing it up. They did tear it up. I was calling the moves and everything, and then this rude lady behind me just says, "Hey, asshole, shut up." There's a reason you don't get paid to do commentary. And wow. Yeah, it just. Hey, be, being that I was on like three hours of sleep at the time, I got I got a little upset about the situation. Went outside, mm-hmm. uh, kind. Of, Kind of chop. I didn't hit the wall. I chopped the wall because I'm same difference. Because because I'm a and I don't want to break hey, my hey, hands. Hey, hey. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but hey, yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. But anyways, I kind of cooled down and it's intermission. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to James and Savannah. Mm-hmm. They can. I know they can kind of help cool me down a little bit. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think I did the right. Caleb, I'm gonna tell you right now. You know how many people told me I wouldn't get anywhere because of my attitude? You know how many people told me that I would be nothing? 53. No. Really? You're going to throw a number out? I mean, you asked. No, okay. Um, but, it, dude, I'm telling you right now. Those same mother that were telling me that are the same people that are shaking my hand and telling me congratulations yeah. for everything that I've gotten. So that lady that, if you're listening, sweetheart, don't hate and discriminate, okay? Don't. It's not cool. You're not going to grow from it. I don't care if you're 80 or 60. Not cool, bro. Not cool. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound cocky saying this or anything, but like as soon as I did my first night of ring announcing Mm -hmm. and I got my PO and stuff, Mm -hmm. I thought of that moment. Good. I was like, dude, you know how many days I wake up and I look myself <laughs> in the mirror and I'm like, whoa, man, I did it. Yeah. And I smile and I soak that moment in. It's very important. Yeah. Caleb, that's not cocky. I'm telling you right now, like we talked about, that is you taking your moment and saying, I don't owe anybody anything. I did it myself. That for you is a very important moment. That's not cockiness. That's confidence in you self-realizing that just because she said something, that might have been negative. That might have tore you down. That might have, that might have redirected your, you know, focus. You still did it, and not only did you do it, you succeeded because they brought you back, Caleb. Yeah. And they're still bringing you back. 
So that lady, that, that person that hated on you, use that for fuel. Yeah. Don't chop that wall. Use that for fuel. When you go out there and you're, you're introducing, you know, you know, Kurt Stallion or Gary J or whoever you're announcing, man. James Brady. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, like, use that. For me and my, and my stories that I have and all the, you know, horrible experiences that I have, now in the music business, I grab a pen and paper and me and, me and uh, Savannah, uh, we both actually write. Um, and really? Absolutely. She, me and her write. And I, I would like to show you some stuff. Just know that... Um, Right now, I haven't produced any of this, but uh, should I not? Okay. My publicist told me not to, so I can't show anything. Yeah, totally totally, but, his, totally his publicist. Yeah, my publicist said no. But yeah. anyways, um, all the people are like, oh. Um, but anyways, like, I, it's very important to like, let things like that fuel you. Uh, for me, I let negative energy fuel, or fuel me um, into like, bettering myself. I don't try to prove those people wrong necessarily. As much as I just try to do what I can do, whether people like it or not. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about, like, we've talked about Elgin training systems, mm -hmm. and we've talked about just your kind of your mindset of the wrestling business and just Dude, it's a life toxic itself. environment. Nobody wants to come out and say that. And if that, if that, if that puts me down, dude, I'll tell you right now, any, anything really can be toxic, really. Too, like I said, too much of anything can kill you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Big Lee said when we were talking. Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't meet a lot of nice people in the wrestling business, but well, like I, I've met. I mean, I've met. I have met some good people and some bad people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, there's like a, yeah, there's a there's a handful of great people that I've met in the business. Um, Blake Christian, me and him tore it up at CCW. Oh, to, yeah. Uh, yep. Throw it back there because you mentioned it. Hell of an opening match, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. That's on YouTube. You should go watch it. Yes, it is. Um, but he he is one of the you know great people that I've met. Obviously, Savannah is one of the great people I've met. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, I've met, I've met a good handful of people in the business. But again, there's a whole heck of a lot of negative people. And it... Um, for me to be so positive, like you were saying, um, to be surrounded by negativity and not get soaked into it. It's so easy to, to get soaked into that. It, it really is. Yeah. I'm telling you, I got soaked into it. I was that. And I was no, I was somebody that I didn't even want to be around. Yeah. I mean, I can say that myself. I mean, I wasn't, I'm, I haven't been in the wrestling business mm -hmm. for a super long time, but right. like before I've gotten, involved in stuff but you know that's that's going to be a story for another day i don't want to dig too deep into the dirt but sure sure but uh just kind of back to back to wrestling itself and yeah. you uh i know you said you kind of got into wrestling around 2006 oh so, yeah so what were some like what were some of the people that kind of stood out to you like john cena edge yeah man ba like, batista you said that yes. earlier um in 06 07 is when i got into it but when the network came out youtube was a hell of a miracle worker like i'm saying about music yeah so at the time i was like seven eight uh i just youtubed everything everything from like the attitude era to Luthez and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Like NW wow. Oh, yeah. NWA used to come on every, like, Saturday morning or something like that. Yeah. And I would watch that. And I would be like, wow, this is, like, nothing to what I'm watching right now. And at the time, I thought it was, you know, 
not good, but like it was boomer wrestling. Yeah, right. Yeah. Boomer wrestling. <laughs> not, nothing. I mean, I loved it. I, like looking back on it now, I loved it. But like um, at the time, I was able to like with YouTube to like really diverse diverse If that's even a word, I don't think it is. We'll take it. Thank you. Um, myself and different sorts of wrestling. So I did see, um, you know, the Dean Malenkos, um, Edge, Batista was one of them. Um, again, though, I saw people like Ric Flair, people like Luthez, people like Dick the Bruiser, um, and I was just so engulfed in it, man. So engulfed. I'm not going to lie. Like, just kind of looking at you and your wrestling style, I guess, I wouldn't expect you to say I gone back and watched, like, Luthez mm -hmm. and old school stuff like that. Well, a, a lot of people expect a lot of things from me. I'll say that. Not to hate on you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I went back and I watched all that. I mean, I right now I'm, I'm trying to watch what I can, but um, as a wrestler, I'm trying not to watch as much wrestling. That way I can really focus on my craft and uh, perfect it, if that's even a word in wrestling. I don't think anything's perfect in wrestling. Um, Improve your craft. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I'm not watching as much wrestling right now, which, again, I don't think that's a bad thing. A lot of people think differently. Nothing against that. But for me, in my way, I don't watch a lot of wrestling anymore. I still watch every WrestleMania that comes on in the pay-per-views, but I'm not sitting there, you know, with my notebook in hand. And maybe that's my downfall, but if it is, that's me, you know. Yeah, and I imagine, like, like you're, when you're doing wrestling events and stuff, like, Sometimes I'm sitting in the crowd and I see you kind of in the back, just kind of watching the match. I get, yeah. I guess you kind of learn oh, from I your study, peers. I too. study. I study everybody. And here's the thing: um, I'm going to get real in depth about this, so everybody knows who I'm watching. All right. Um, I don't just study the way they wrestle. I study the way they walk. I study the way they breathe. Footwork. I, not even that, man. Not even in the ring. I'm talking the moment they walk in the building. I'm studying. I'm learning who they are before I even shake their hand, man. And that's very important, too, because it, it just helps me understand who I'm with and who I'm working with and what they're good at and what they suck at. Um, and that, to me, a lot of people like to, uh, you know, study different things. But for me, I study everything from the way they breathe, from the way, like you were saying, footwork in the ring. I study that, and I try to diversify. I'm trying to use that word again, and I can't. Um, diversify? There it is! Look at that. Never stop. Never give up. That was from his uh, his publicist, by the way. Yes, one of them. He's got, he's, he's got multiple. I have publicists. hundreds of publicists. Hundreds. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, I, I typically, whenever I'm on a show, I do, um, and I know it's hard to believe, but I watch every match. I try to, um, just to know where everybody's at, and where everybody's head headspace is at. I try to listen to as many people call matches as well, just to understand what their head mindset is. You know. It's very, uh, very important for me. I make sure all my matches are different, each and every single one of them, whether that just be simply the transition or my finish, or maybe hell, it's the introduction or the whole match. Yeah. I make my matches different. Every single one of my matches are different. You can't find a match of me. And I, I challenge you, if you're listening, go, go try to find a match that looks the same as another. I guarantee you will not find it because I, I take very, very, very good pride. And what I was saying back to Savannah, she has opened my mind tremendously, and I, I can credit all the coaching that I've gotten, but it is nothing compared to the coaching I've gotten from Savannah. And I, I'm not going to say, like, she's my trainer and she's my coach, because she's not. She's my life partner. There's a big difference between that. Um, but she has, has taught me, as a person, 
that it's, 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 it's not wrestling. It's an art. It is a movie. It is a fight. And to be able to display that in so many different ways, man, to be able to, you know, tug and pull at people's hearts and then go and do it, you know, the next night, but a completely different way. It's the same with music, man. You don't, for me, I don't want to write the same song a hundred times. I don't write songs. I write stories. We write stories. Savannah and I, we write stories. Um, that's just the way it is. I think that's, I think people, I've, I've gotten numerous compliments on my matches and how good they are. And the secret is, is I just make sure that they're different and they make sense to me and they, and they connect with me in my personal story, in my personal life. A lot of people are afraid to um, indulge their personal life on the table when they're in the ring. And for me, that's how I connect with people. And a lot of people, they're just in there to, you know, brother, brother, and let's, you know, beat each other up and everything. And I'm all about that, trust me, but you got to connect with people. People aren't going to give a shit unless you connect with them. They're right. not. You can, beat, you can beat each other up, and nobody's going to care because nobody connects with it unless you have a good introduction, you know? People got to connect. People got to care. And that's a lost art, too. Chain wrestling, huge lost art, huge. I can't stress that enough. And that's not a... It's, it's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing, you know. And I see, I've watched, I've, I've, like you were saying, I watch so many matches, so many shows, and I, I don't understand. I just don't. People are afraid to connect with people because they don't want to feel vulnerable. I'm telling you right now, if you feel vulnerable, you are going to grow tremendously, tremendously. If you let your guard down, people are going to let their guard down. That is how you get that connection. You can do all the flips. You can do all the big muscle move, big boy moves you want. Nobody's going to give a shit because you can't connect with the people. Yeah. You can come in here with a great gimmick, right? But if it's not a gimmick that doesn't connect with the people, people aren't going to care. You know? Right. So. Right. I've, I won't name any names, but I'm, I'm not dropping any names. I mean, I, I've seen, like, I've seen, you know how many wrestling shows I go to and oh, stuff. Oh, you go uh, to a lot. Oh, I, I, go, I go all over the place, but uh, I've seen all these wrestlers, like, they're great in-ring workers and stuff, yeah. but. They don't get it, man. They just don't. They don't get it. They don't have that connection with the crowd and stuff. It's and a lost like, start, man. You can't teach that. You can teach the moves. You can't teach the connection. Right. You can go to all the seminars you want. You can spend all the money you want. It doesn't matter how much money you spend. It matters how much you, you let yourself into it. Because if you – like I, I can't stress that enough. And a lot of young wrestlers want to come out here and they want to do all these flips. And they think that's cool. And trust me, moonsaults are dope. Moonsaults are dope. I think I've seen you do a moonsault. I've done a few. Yeah. <laughs> but they make sense. Yeah. They make sense. Um, but the point is, is with my music – and now being, I guess, over technically is the word with the people, I now know how to connect with people on a different level than most. I know that that is one of my strengths and I play key to that. I play key to my strengths, but I never forget my weaknesses. I never forget those. Um, one of my weaknesses is stage fright, right? Normal. And I know that might be hard to believe, but I have that. I have that. So I play key to that. And I, when I walk in that building, whole different person, whole different mood. Whole different mood, man. I, I, I'm in the car driving into the show, and I'm like, man, I hope I don't, you know, F up. I hope that I, I don't get in a match to where I don't even know where I'm doing. And then I walk in that door, 
And I tell myself, I've been here a million times. I've done this a hundred times. There ain't nobody that's going to do it better than me because I'm the best that I can be. And I go in there and I kill it every time, every time. And even if, you know, everybody has bad matches. Everybody does. But I don't, I don't, I don't take a, 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 a botch is the word. Botches are great. Botchermania is great, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Botchermania. Shout out to Matthew. Yes. Um, but I don't take bad matches as a bad experience because I learned from that. It's, all, it's a circle, bro. It comes all back as a person individually. A lot of people want to come in here and be something they're not. I was one of those people. And then, I t- and then with, with myself, taking myself back, I took a step back. Do I really want to do that? Do I want to be something that I'm not and connect with people with something that I'm not? Or, you know, at the time, a lot of people thought I had a bad attitude. You don't want to know where the, you want to, let's go into this, okay? Let's go into this. Get your cup of tea ready, all right? Sip that. There you go. Yep. Captain Bad Attitude. Here's the origin of that story. At the time, like we were talking about, you can relate to this. I thought I was the best in the world, right? Who, thought, who didn't? Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying, but um, a lot of people don't. I don't know. But at the time, I thought they're, I was, li- they're liars. <laughs> uh, I thought I was the best in the world, and for that, I was given a label that I had a bad attitude, was horrible person to work with, and that I would never get anywhere with that. So, Caleb, I have two choices right now. I could either soak that in and quit, or and and. Try to change their mind, which changing people's minds, you just can't really do. It's hard, man. You can't really change anybody's mind. Once they got it up, it's done, you know? Or I can make money off of it and accept it for what it is and run with it. And I've done a damn good job at doing so. Um, have, I, have I grown from then? Absolutely. I've learned a lot. I think I've, I've, more, I've molded into a different person. But... Um, Captain Bad Attitude was a legitimate thing, man. Legitimate thing. And now it's a success. So now we know the origin of Captain Bad yes, Attitude. But now it's Captain Bad Attitude with a little less attitude. Hmm. That's where I'm rolling with right now. All um, right. Captain Bad Attitude with a little less attitude. It's got man. a ring to it, doesn't it? You heard it here. It's a mouthful, but it works. Mouthful? There you go, man. It's yeah. all about a mouthful, ain't it? Yeah. My new my new gimmick is gonna <laughs> Sound effects. So I mean this is probably – I told you at the beginning of this that I don't really ask a whole lot of hard-hitting mm-hmm. questions. Absolutely. This will probably be my most hard-hitting Bring one. Bring it on, bro. I'll, I'll try Bring not, it on, I'll bro. try not to get too deep. No, hey, get there, you, bro. You, you was talking – Let's was, connect. All right, yeah. You was talking about you and uh, you and Savannah are obviously yes. life partners, as you Absolutely. said. And you also mentioned that, like, dating in the business is kind of sketchy. Oh, yeah. Is that the word you use, sketchy? I didn't think I used that word, but I said it was – it's challenging, definitely. Challenging. So, like, if there's any newer wrestlers or maybe even experienced wrestlers Mm -hmm. that kind of struggle with that, like, just – Here's the thing, man. Um, Do it. I, I encourage you to do it. And for one simple reason is you're going to learn and grow or you are going to crumble and your career is going to go to shit. It's totally up to you. Um, if, if the person you are romantically into is able to bring that guard down, Savannah was able to drop, drop, drop the act, drop everything and be real with me 
And that is a lost start. A lot of MFers in here want to want to be something they're not when they walk out that door. I was that person. Don't get me wrong. I was that person. When I walk in that building and I'm booked for a show, I'm that person too. But it's hard to find somebody that is humble enough to drop the act and be real with somebody and let their heart, let alone their mind and soul, out on the line like that. Because that's, that's everything, man. That's everything. So if you don't accept that, you're just not good enough. And that's hard to accept. Um, so if you do find somebody that is willing to do that, or if not, dude, do it. You're going to learn. I'm, I, and a lot of people come up and they ask me, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Like I say do anything that you think... Like that comes to your head because you're going to, you're going to learn. You're going to have an experience regardless of what you do, you know? So, uh, for people that are new in the business and wanting to date and wanting to, uh, try it out, uh, I say do it, but definitely take it slow and just make sure that you're honest with yourself before you even begin with that, because it's very important to be honest with yourself before you even try to be honest with somebody else. So is it like easier because, like, you're dating a wrestler and stuff. As yeah. a wrestler, is it easier to kind of, for a wrestler to date Dude, a wrestler? I'll tell you what. I've, I've had numerous uh, relationships before I was in a business. Um, be, dating a wrestler is it's definitely um, gratifying. I'm getting a dirty lurk from the, the lurk. I said lurk. I'm getting a dirty look Ooh. from the publicist right now. She's not my publicist. I thought you said she was a publicist. I never said that. Now you're putting words in my mouth. Hey, sorry for the interruption. <laughs> um, no, but um, it's definitely uh, somebody that, uh, you know, dating Savannah, it, it helps. Um, she now understands why I'm on the road, why she's on the road. There's a whole different understanding level to, to and a respect level. Because um, everything that she's going through, I may not ever go through, but I understand because I'm in that same locker room with those same F MFers, man. Um it, it's definitely a blessing. It, it can be a blessing and a curse. It's whatever you make it. Life is whatever you make it. Anything is whatever you make it. For me, it's been an absolute blessing and a joy, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's glad to hear. Um, I've actually got kind of a list of my favorite wrestling couples, and you guys are pretty up there. Mm, that's why you're a good guy, Caleb. You're smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I'd call myself smart hey man but well, all right now we got to tackle that oh my oh, i didn't mean it I, I didn't mean it tell yourself you're smart i am smart you're damn smart my name's caleb carter and i am smart ding, 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 a smart ding, ding. mark oh. oh we got a ring on somebody's phone <laughs> but uh where was i going you were talking about how stupid you were and then i corrected you yeah yeah let's not go back to that let's, right. let's go with something else uh, we're, we're on we're getting on 50 minutes here. We'll, it's a good podcast. We'll, we'll, it's we'll, a good little we'll, podcast. We'll kind of start to wrap it up. Just kind of, I guess, some easy, easier questions yeah. to just kind of end. Throw like, I know you talked about your match with Blake Christian. Yes. Stuff. Any other people you've worked with in the ring that stick out? Uh, Savannah, one of them. Savannah Stone. Um, Jordan Oliver was really dope. I hear good things about Jordan Oliver. Yeah, he was really dope. Um, we tore it up in CZW. Uh, when I was there. So you've been, you've worked for uh, CZW. Yes. Combat Zone Wrestling. That's huge. Uh, they have a uh, training system out there. And I worked on, their, on that show um, twice. Um, once against Savannah. And then obviously once against Jordan. And uh, plan on going back. So That's great. I mean, even if it is 
like a training thing for CZW. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still in. It's an experience, man. A lot of people, man, they want to knock it, and I, it's an experience for me. Yeah, I mean, I was I was talking with uh, Rain Victoria the other day. Who uh, were you? Yeah, and am I allowed to say that name? Why wouldn't you be? Uh, shout out to Rain Victoria, such an awesome person. Uh, I was talking to her. I was like, so I heard you're going to be on Evolve, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to be on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, she kind of, I guess, said it like, um, "I'm just gonna be on the pre-show." It's like, it's like, dude, you're on, you're on an evolve card, and you know who, you know who's over evolve right now, NXT. So you're probably being watched by NXT officials, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, the eye is, I mean, definitely always on you, no matter where you go, whatever you're into, like, in the, like in music, like. It, their eye is always on you no matter where you go, whether you think that it is or not. There, there's always somebody watching. There's always a camera rolling. Um, so it's very important to never forget that. I know you've worked, you've worked with people like, uh, you've worked with Jake Parnell before. Yes, we worked at Zero One. Yeah, I saw that match yeah. on IWTV. Yes. Man, I was so, I literally went back on IWTV and I watched a few of my matches that I had on, had on there. I'm glad because like it was such a di- I was in such a different headspace. My wrestling was so different from what it is now. It's so completely different. Not to say that it wasn't you know good or it was bad, but it's completely different. That is so important to me. It's being different than what I was before. Yeah, I know you said you worked. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. You said you worked one of the stunt doubles. Was it Logan or was it Marco? Like, I, I worked Logan. Logan I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan, man, he's cool, man. I love Logan. Yeah, shout I love out Marco to, too. Uh, Marco's shout out, cool. Shout out to both of them. I'm Absolutely. Like, like Marco is another one of those that I kinda, Marco's cool as shit. I, I kind of followed him like when he was. A lot of on, people on, hated on. on him too when he yeah. went to AEW. Yeah. People hate great, bro. People hate great. It's it's and let me tell you something. That's pure jealousy. That's what it is. It's pure jealousy because they can't get it out of their pathetic lives and do something that's worth a living. Marco did something that's worth a living. Whether mm-hmm. people think so or not, he did something right. Yeah. AEW saw that and they took advantage of that. And now he's look, now look at him. But to, to go back on Logan, I ended up working, uh, me and him, I think it was his debut match. I, I believe it was little, legitimately his debut match. Uh, it was a scramble at making towns. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was, yep. a, it was a scramble, and I almost died. SEI, right? Yeah. Was that SEI? Yes. Yes. It was out in, I believe it was... Uh, Chattanooga? Chattanooga. Or, yes. It was Chattanooga, I believe. I may be wrong, but I believe it was Chattanooga. Uh, Logan is so cool. Good person. Mm. Both, that whole family in general. Good, good people. Those are good people. Those are some of my favorite people that I have actually met in yeah. my time of going to wrestling shows or being in the wrestling business. Yes. Yeah. So, good like, people, man. Yeah, I don't think I've just every time I see them, they just come up to me like Lori or Dwindle. They well, just, Dwindle always shakes my hand. Lori always gives me a hug. Good man. Well, that's another thing. A lot of people they think they're too important to be a decent human being. Right. To me, I'm, I'll tell you right now, and I'll look back on this podcast years to come. I'm never going to be too important to be able to sit down with somebody and talk to them or be too important to shake their hand. A lot of vets in the business right now, or they feel like they're entitled or they feel like they're better than everybody else so they don't have to act a certain way. And that to me is bullshit and I see straight through it. And it's, it's, I don't understand why I really don't because I've never been at that level. Um, but again, 
I mean, you got people out here like Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, she's she's making good money, but she's still, you know, a decent human being. It's always very yeah. important to always be a decent human being to me. Yeah, that's one thing that really sticks out to me about Marco is yeah. that, like, whenever he did GCW, mm-hmm. which he actually, I think he drove 10, 11, or 12 hours to that yeah. show. He didn't fly. He drove. It's a drive, definitely. That is a drive. That's dedication. But, like, even after blowing up and... Like, getting all these bookings mm-hmm. and then signing with AEW, still yet, like, he's not too big for his fans. He's not, man. And that, that's one of the reasons why I love the guy. I love I love the whole family. They're, they're, they're humble. That's a word that's very rarely tossed around in wrestling. And if it is, it's tossed around incorrectly. Um, a lot of people are not humble. And they don't, they don't realize what they have until it's gone. And... Marco and Logan are very humble, and the whole family is very humble, and I love the family to death. Um, I haven't seen either of them in a while, but Logan and I text here and there. But, yeah, very humble people. Love them. Yep, I think I'll be seeing Logan this Saturday at CCW, which I'll be talking about Awesome. either on the podcast that comes out before this or after this. I don't know what order I'm going to release them in, but okay. uh, we talked about people, your favorite people to work. Anybody you want to work? Uh... Everybody. Everybody. I don't really, I don't really have a person where I'm like, oh man, I want to work this guy. I, I legitimately want to work the absolute shits, and then I want to work the absolute bests. That way, I can really gain as much knowledge and grow, and better myself. Um, I mean, people that I would like, if I you know could have a match with right now, uh, Eddie Guerrero would be definitely one of them. Um, rest in peace, Eddie. Yes, rest in peace, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, Chris Benoit. Rest in peace, Chris Benoit. (laughs) Rest in peace to any future deceased wrestlers or people in the business. Um, Dean Malenko, uh, Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull, that's a a big one. Yeah, is it? Am I shooting for the stars of that one? I don't think I am. I mean, how high are the stars? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. They're only as high as you make them, Caleb. Only as high as you make them. Yep. I'll tell you what I think would be just a couple matches that I think would be good for you. Uh, okay, yeah. You and uh, I don't know if you are super familiar with him or not, but he's kind of he's kind of a I wouldn't I keep my he, I keep my eyes open and I keep my ears open. Well, so. I'll just say he's been wrestling for like 20 something years. He's Oof. faced he's faced people like AJ Styles, uh, Austin Lane from uh God, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, he's a CCW and uh it's actually Southern Elite Championship Wrestling now. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he had a match with Ricochet at the second CCW show, and they they just tore the house down. And Did like they, Ricochet's dope too. Yeah, and like ever since then, or maybe before then, he's kind of referred to as the human highlight reel. Is he? Actually, calls himself from rope to rope and pillar to post the best of the best. The best of the best. Best of the best. His My name's ha- Austin Lane? Austin Lane, huh. yep. Okay. Austin Lane, if you're listening to this. Yeah, come get it, dude. James Brady wants you. James Brady wants you. I do. would love to. Yeah. It'd be uh, an absolute pleasure. Yeah, just honestly, I'd like to see you against anybody, but. Oh, thank you. Uh, this kid that I'm also going to be interviewing, uh-huh. uh, Trent Daniels. Trent Daniels. Trent Daniels. That does yeah. not ring a bell. That Who, one where is he out of? Uh, CCW. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He actually went through the CCW training camps. Did he? They've got one there, kind of like they've. They don't. I don't think they train weekly, but like 
It's kind of more of an independent, and then they train at the shows and stuff. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Dynamo Dojo, since we're in here right now, like yeah, it's beautiful. If, if anybody is listening from the St. Louis area and they want to get involved in wrestling, how would they go about getting involved with, uh, with Dynamo? Contact Jim Yunt. Jim, Jim Yunt on Facebook uh, is Dynamo. Uh, contact him. Uh, they got people down here like uh, Mike Outlaw. Mike Outlaw. Um, they got people down here like Camaro Jackson. Um, Savannah and I come down here rarely, but we are down here. Um, very good training. Very good training. So to get uh, in contact with working with Dynamo again, uh, Jim Yunt on Facebook. All right. So you heard that. Uh, if you're in St. Louis and you want to become a wrestler, hey, you've got a, you've got a place to come. So tell them I sent you. Yep. Tell them that James Brady sent you. And it's like James said earlier, um, the best time is now. Yeah. Don't wait, man. Don't wait because you'll regret it. There ain't nothing worse than regret. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of officially wrap this up. Anything else you want? Anything else you want to say? I don't know where wrestling is gonna take me. I don't know where life's gonna take me. Um, if you do want to follow me, my Instagram right now is official Brady J fifteen. My Twitter is the Brady J fifteen. I'm rarely on Twitter. Uh, but when I am, I am. Um, Facebook, Brady Thomas James. Or no. No, that's your... That's your that's, I, yeah, that, I deleted that, that, that your, one. Oh, oh, brother. Oh, you oh no. Oh, I thought you kept that as like your, your shoot profile. All the vets are like, oh, that guy did it. <laughs> he broke them prisoners. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Facebook, uh, James Brady. Uh, Snapchat, it's BradyJ15TSBFB. It stands for very inappropriate. <laughs> I made that name when I was like 15. You know what it stands for? Uh, maybe we shouldn't say on here. Yeah, definitely not. It's, 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 it's the F word, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. team snapback and then the F word. Okay. And then boy. Okay. Because I was one of those kids. So, so. F boy, basically? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. that's what a lot of people look at me like. Like I'm an F boy. Uh, James, you're going all over the place, man. Is there any, any shows you want to plug on here before I hit that stop button? Not right now, man. Not I'm right on the now. low, working on this album, trying to grow as an individual. Um, Dynamo, I'm, I'm wrestling. If you do want to come see me, uh, Dynamo is the place right now to come see me. So their next show was actually going to be on March 28th, yes, right? Yes, I will not uh, be there, though. Won't be there. I will not be on that show, but I believe they have a show in April um, coming up. Nothing's been officialized, but they usually have shows every month. Yeah. Um, trying to get on that April show right now. But uh, definitely, if you want to come see me, uh, contact me on social media, and I'll, I can uh, let you know where I'm at, and we can kind of meet up and get at it. Yeah. Thank so, you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, James. You, my James. pleasure. My pleasure. I hope this kind of gave you a platform to yeah. maybe get some things off your chest, and hopefully some people can learn something about you absolutely. listening to this. So, so as always, thank you so much for tuning in to the Four Sides Podcast. Be on the lookout for future episodes. Make sure you... Follow on your select uh, select podcast platform, rather that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if they'll ever let me on. They're not, they haven't let me on yet. <laughs> uh, it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. 
Key fighter. I I do have Google Podcast. I'm on Google Podcast. Apparently, I am. I didn't even know that was even a thing. But yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, Facebook, Four Sides, Twitter at Four Sides IV. No Instagram or Snapchat yet, but social media is booming. Social media is booming. I might have to get one of them Instagrams. Yes. But yeah, we're gonna. We're at like an hour and four minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and hit that stop button. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.